Paper 34 The Local Universe Creative Spirit When a local universe creator is personalized by the universal source and the eternal spirit, then does the infinite mind individualize a new and unique representation to accompany this local universe creator to the realms of space, there to be a companion, first in physical organization and later in creation and ministry to the creatures of the newly projected universe. A creative spirit reacts to both physical and spiritual realities. So does a local universe creator, and thus are they coordinate and associate in the administration of a local universe of time and space. These creative spirits are of the essence of the infinite mind, but they cannot function in the work of physical creation and spiritual ministry simultaneously. In physical creation, the local universe creator provides the pattern, while the creative spirit initiates the materialization of physical realities. The creator operates in the power designs, but the spirit transforms these energy creations into physical substances. Although it is somewhat difficult to portray this early universe presence of the infinite mind as a person, nevertheless, to the creator, the spirit associate is personal and has always functioned as a distinct individual. Section 1. Personalization of the Creative Spirit After the completion of the physical organization of a starry and planetary cluster and the establishment of the energy circuits by the super-universe power centers, subsequent to this preliminary work of creation by the agencies of the infinite mind, operating through and under the direction of the local universe creative focalization, there goes forth the proclamation of the Michael Creator that life is next to be projected in the newly organized universe. Upon the paradise recognition of this declaration of intention, there occurs a reaction of approval in the paradise trinity, followed by the disappearance in the spiritual shining of the deities of the master spirit in whose super-universe this new creation is organizing. Meanwhile, the other master spirits draw near this central lodgment of the paradise deities, and subsequently, when the deity-embraced master spirit emerges to the recognition of the other master spirits, there occurs what is known as a, quote, primary eruption, end quote. This is a tremendous spiritual flash, a phenomenon clearly discernible as far away as the headquarters of the super-universe concerned, and simultaneously with this little understood trinity manifestation, there occurs a marked change in the nature of the creative spirit presence and power of the infinite mind resident in the local universe concerned. In response to these paradise phenomena, there immediately personalizes in the very presence of the local universe creator a new personal representation of the infinite mind. This is the divine minister.
the individualized spirit helper of the local universe creator, has become Michael's personal creative associate, the local universe creative spirit. From and through this new personal segregation of the conjoint creator, there proceed the established currents and the ordained circuits of spirit power and spiritual influence destined to pervade all the worlds and beings of that local universe. In reality, this new and personal presence is but a transformation of the pre-existent and less personal associate of the local universe creator in the earlier work of physical universe organization. This is the relation of a stupendous drama in few words, but it represents about all that can be told regarding these momentous transactions. They are instantaneous, inscrutable, and incomprehensible. The secret of the technique and procedure resides in the Paradise Trinity. Of only one thing are we certain, the spirit presence in the local universe during the time of purely physical creation or organization was incompletely differentiated from the spirit of the Paradise Infinite Mind. Whereas, after the reappearance of the supervising master spirit from the secret embrace of the deities and following the flash of spiritual energy, the local universe manifestation of the infinite mind suddenly and completely changes to the personal likeness of that master spirit who was in transmuting liaison with the infinite mind. The local universe creative spirit thus acquires a personal nature tinged by that of the master spirit of the super universe of astronomic jurisdiction. This personalized presence of the infinite mind, the creative spirit of the local universe, is known in Satania as the divine minister. To all practical intents and spiritual purposes, this manifestation of deity is a divine individual, a spirit person, and is so recognized and regarded by the local universe creator. It is through this localization and personalization of the third source and center in our local universe that the creative spirit could subsequently become so fully associated with the local universe creator. Section 2. Nature of the Divine Minister Having undergone marked personality metamorphosis at the time of life creation, the Divine Minister thereafter functions as a person and cooperates in a very personal manner with the local universe creator in the planning and management of the extensive affairs of their local creation. To many universe types of being, even this representation of the infinite mind may not appear to be wholly personal during the ages preceding the final Michael bestowal. But subsequent to the elevation of the local universe creator to the sovereign authority of a master creator, the creative spirit becomes so augmented in personal qualities as to be personally recognized by all contacting individuals. 
From the earliest association with the local universe creator, the universe spirit possesses all the physical control attributes of the infinite mind, including the full endowment of anti-gravity. Upon the attainment of personal status, the universe spirit exerts just as full and complete control of mind gravity in the local universe as would the infinite mind if personally present. In each local universe, the divine minister functions in accordance with the nature and inherent characteristics of the infinite mind as embodied in one of the seven master spirits of paradise. While there is a basic uniformity of character in all universe spirits, there is also a diversity of function determined by their origin through one of the seven master spirits. This differential of origin accounts for the diverse techniques in the function of the local universe creative spirits in different super-universes. But in all essential spiritual attributes, these spirits are identical, equally spiritual, and wholly divine, irrespective of super-universe differentiation. The creative spirit is co-responsible with the local universe creator in producing the creatures of the worlds and never fails the creator in all efforts to uphold and conserve these creations. Life is ministered and maintained through the agency of the creative spirit. In the creation of a universe of intelligent creatures, the creative spirit functions first in the sphere of universe perfection, collaborating with the local universe creator in the production of the bright and morning star. Subsequently, the offspring of the spirit increasingly approach the order of created beings on the planets, even as the creators grade downward from the Melchizedeks to the material biological uplifters who actually contact with the mortals of the realms. In the later evolution of mortal creatures, the life carriers provide the physical body fabricated out of the existing organized material of the realm, while the universe spirit contributes the Quote, breath of life, end quote. While the seventh segment of the grand universe may, in many respects, be tardy in development, thoughtful students of our problems look forward to the evolution of an extraordinarily well-balanced creation in the ages to come. We predict this high degree of symmetry in Orvantan because the presiding spirit of this super-universe is the chief of the master spirits on high. Being a spirit intelligence embodying the balanced union and perfect coordination of the traits and character of all three of the eternal deities. We are tardy and backward in comparison with other sectors but there undoubtedly awaits us a transcendent development and an unprecedented achievement sometime in the eternal ages of the future. Section 3. The Eternal Spirit, 
an infinite mind in time and space. Neither the eternal spirit nor the infinite mind is limited or conditioned by either time or space, but most of their offspring are. The infinite mind pervades all space and indwells the circle of eternity. Still, in their personal contact with the children of time, the personalities of the infinite mind must often reckon with temporal elements, though not so much with space. Many mind ministries ignore space, but suffer a time lag in affecting coordination of diverse levels of universe reality. A solitary messenger is virtually independent of space, except that time is actually required in traveling from one location to another, and there are similar entities unknown to you. In personal prerogatives, a creative spirit is wholly and entirely independent of space, but not of time. There is no specialized personal presence of such a universe spirit on either the constellation or system headquarters. The spirit is equally and diffusely present throughout the entire local universe and is, therefore, just as literally and personally present on one world as on any other. Only as regards the element of time is a creative spirit ever limited in universe ministrations. A local universe creator acts instantaneously throughout the universe, but the creative spirit must reckon with time in the ministration of the universal mind, except when consciously and designedly making use of the personal prerogatives of the local universe creator. In pure spirit function, the creative spirit also acts independently of time, as well as in collaboration with the mysterious function of universe reflectivity. Though the spirit-gravity circuit of the eternal spirit operates independently of both time and space, all functions of the local universe creators are not exempt from space limitations. If the transactions of the evolutionary worlds are accepted, these Michaels seem to be able to operate relatively independent of time. A local universe creator is not handicapped by time, but is conditioned by space and cannot personally be in two places at the same time. Michael of Nebadon acts timelessly within the local universe and by reflectivity practically so in the super universe. The local universe creator communicates timelessly with eternal spirit directly. The divine minister is the understanding helper of the local universe creator, enabling the creator to overcome and atone for inherent limitations regarding space. For when these two function in administrative union, they are practically independent of time and space within the confines of their local creation. Therefore, as practically observed throughout a local universe, 
The local universe creator and the creative spirit usually function independently of both time and space, since there is always available to each the time and the space liberation of the other. Only absolute beings are independent of time and space in the absolute sense. The majority of the subordinate persons of both the eternal spirit and the infinite mind are subject to both time and space. When a creative spirit becomes, quote, space conscious, end quote, it entails preparing to recognize possession of a circumscribed, quote, space domain, end quote, a realm in which to be space free in contradistinction to all other space by which this spirit would be conditioned. One is free to choose and act only within the realm of one's consciousness. Section 4. The Local Universe Circuits There are three distinct spirit circuits in the local universe of Nebadon. One, the bestowal spirit of the local universe creator, the comforter, the spirit of truth. Two, the spirit circuit of the divine minister, the Holy Spirit. And three, the intelligence ministry circuit, including the more or less unified activities, but diverse functioning of the seven adjutant mind spirits. The local universe creators are endowed with a spirit of universe presence in many ways analogous to that of the seven master spirits of paradise. This is the spirit of truth which is poured out upon a world by a bestowal being after receiving spiritual title to such a sphere. This bestowed comforter is the spiritual force which ever draws all truth seekers towards the local universe creator, who is the personification of truth in the local universe. This spirit is an inherent endowment of the local universe creator, emerging from the divine nature, just as the master circuits of the grand universe are derived from the personality presences of the paradise deities. The local universe creator may come and go. The creator's personal presence may be in the local universe or elsewhere. Yet the spirit of truth functions undisturbed. For this divine presence, while derived from the personality of the Creator, is functionally centered in the person of the divine minister. The universe creative spirit, however, never leaves the local universe headquarters world. The spirit of the local universe creator may and does function independently of the personal presence of the Creator, but not so with the creative spirit's personal spirit. The Holy Spirit of the Divine Minister would become non-functional if the Divine Minister's personal presence should be removed from Salvington. The Creative Spirit's presence seems to be fixed on the universe headquarters world, and it is this very fact that enables the spirit of the local universe creator to function independently of the whereabouts of the creator. The universe creative spirit acts as the universe focus and center of the spirit of truth, as well as of the spirit's own personal influence, the Holy Spirit. 
the local universe creator and the creative spirit both contribute variously to the mind endowment of their local universe children. But the creative spirit does not bestow mind until being endowed with personal prerogatives. The super-evolutionary orders of personality in a local universe are endowed with the local universe type of the super-universe pattern of mind. The human and the subhuman orders of evolutionary life are endowed with the adjutant spirit types of mind ministration. The seven adjutant mind spirits are the creation of the divine minister of a local universe. These mind spirits are similar in character, but diverse in power, and all partake alike of the nature of the universe spirit, although they are hardly regarded as personalities apart from the creative spirit. The seven adjutants have been given the following names, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of worship, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of courage, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of intuition, of quick perception. These are the seven spirits which one prophet saw in the symbols of vision, but not seen were the seats of the four and twenty sentinels about these seven adjutant mind spirits. The record of this vision represents the confusion of two presentations, one pertaining to the universe headquarters and the other to the system capital. The seats of the four and twenty elders are on Jerusalem, the headquarters of your local system of inhabited worlds. But it was of Salvington that another vision revealed the universe broadcasts to the local systems and also the directional control creatures of the local universe the living compasses of the headquarters world. This directional control in Ebedon is maintained by the four control creatures of Salvington, who operate over the universe currents and are ably assisted by the first functioning mind spirit, the adjutant of intuition, the spirit of, quote, quick understanding, end quote. But the description of these four creatures has been sadly marred. They are of unparalleled beauty and exquisite form. The four points of the compass are universal and inherent in the life of Nebadon. All living creatures possess bodily units which are sensitive and responsive to these directional currents. These creature creations are duplicated on down through the universe to the individual planets and, in conjunction with the magnetic forces of the worlds, so activate the hosts of microscopic bodies in the animal organism that these direction cells ever point north and south. Thus is the sense of orientation forever fixed in the living beings of the universe. This sense is not wholly wanting as a conscious possession by humankind. These bodies were first observed on Urantia about the time of this narration. Section 5. The Ministry of the Spirit 
The divine minister cooperates with the local universe creator in the formulation of life and the creation of new orders of beings up to the time of the creator's seventh bestowal and, subsequently, after Michael's elevation to the full sovereignty of the universe, continues to collaborate with Michael and Michael's bestowed spirit in the further work of world ministry and planetary progression. On the inhabited worlds, the spirit begins the work of evolutionary progression, starting with the lifeless material of the realm, first endowing vegetable life, then the animal organisms, then the first orders of human existence. And each succeeding impartation contributes to the further unfolding of the evolutionary potential of planetary life from the initial and primitive stages to the appearance of will creatures. This labor of the spirit is largely affected through the seven adjutants, the spirits of promise, the unifying and coordinating spirit mind of the evolving planets, ever and unitedly leading the races of mortals towards higher ideas and spiritual ideals. Mortals first experience the ministry of the spirit in conjunction with mind when the purely animal mind of evolutionary creatures develops reception capacity for the adjutants of worship and of wisdom. This ministry of the sixth and seventh adjutants indicates mind evolution crossing the threshold of spiritual ministry, and immediately are such minds of worship and wisdom function included in the spiritual circuits of the divine minister. When mind is thus endowed with the ministry of the Holy Spirit, it possesses the capacity for parentheses, consciously or unconsciously, end parentheses, choosing the spiritual presence of the universal source, the thought adjuster. But it is not until a bestowal being has liberated the spirit of truth for planetary ministry to all mortals that all normal minds are automatically prepared for the reception of the thought adjusters. The spirit of truth works as one with the presence of the spirit of the divine minister. This dual spirit liaison hovers over the worlds, seeking to teach truth and to spiritually enlighten the minds of mortals, to inspire the souls of the creatures of the ascending races, and to lead the peoples dwelling on the evolutionary planets ever towards their paradise goal of divine destiny. Though the spirit of truth is poured out upon all flesh, this spirit of the local universe creator is almost wholly limited in function and power by the personal reception of that which constitutes the sum and substance of the mission of the bestowal being. The Holy Spirit is partly independent of human attitude and partially conditioned by the decisions and cooperation of the will of mortals. Nevertheless, the ministry of the Holy Spirit becomes increasingly effective in the sanctification and spiritualization of the inner life 
of those mortals who the more fully respond to the divine leadings. As individuals, you do not personally possess a segregated portion or entity of the spirit of the local universe, creator, or the creative spirit. These ministries do not contact with nor indwell the thinking centers of the individual's mind as do the mystery monitors. Thought adjusters are definite individualizations of the pre-personal reality of the universal source, actually indwelling the mortal mind as a very part of that mind, and they ever work in perfect harmony with the combined spirits of the local universe creator and creative spirit. The presence of the Holy Spirit of the universe child of the infinite mind of the spirit of truth of the universe child of the eternal spirit and of the adjuster spirit of the paradise source in or with an evolutionary mortal denotes symmetry of spiritual endowment and ministry and qualifies such a mortal consciously to realize the faith fact of being a child of the paradise creator. Section 6 the spirit in mortals. With the advancing evolution of an inhabited planet and the further spiritualization of its inhabitants, additional spiritual influences may be received by such mature personalities. As mortals progress in mind control and spirit perception, these multiple spirit ministries become more and more coordinate in function. They become increasingly blended with the over-ministry of the Paradise Trinity. Although divinity may be plural in manifestation in human experience, deity is singular, always one. Neither is spiritual ministry plural in human experience. Regardless of plurality of origin, all spirit influences are one in function. Indeed, they are one, being the spirit ministry of the sevenfold deity in and to the creatures of the grand universe. And as creatures grow in appreciation of and receptivity for this unifying ministry of the spirit, it becomes in their experience the ministry of the supreme. From the heights of eternal glory, the divine spirit descends by a long series of steps to meet you as you are and where you are, and then in the partnership of faith lovingly to embrace the soul of mortal origin and to embark on the sure and certain retracement of those steps of dissension, never stopping until the evolutionary soul is safely exalted to the very heights of bliss from which the Divine Spirit originally sallied forth on this mission of mercy and ministry. Spiritual forces unerringly seek and attain their own original levels. Having gone out from the Eternal, they are certain to return there, bringing with them all those children of time and space who have espoused the leading and teaching of the indwelling adjuster. The Divine Spirit is the source of continual ministry and encouragement 
to the children of mortals. Spiritual life, like physical energy, is consumed. Spiritual effort results in relative spiritual exhaustion. The whole ascendant experience is real as well as spiritual. The dead theory of even the highest religious doctrines is powerless to transform human character or to control mortal behavior. The seed of theoretical truth is dead, the highest moral concepts without effect, unless and until the divine spirit breathes upon the forms of truth and quickens the formulas of righteousness. Those who have received and recognized the indwelling of the universal source have been born of the spirit. It is not enough that this spirit be poured out upon you. The divine spirit must dominate and control every phase of human experience. It is the presence of the divine spirit, the water of life, that prevents the consuming thirst of mortal discontent and that indescribable hunger of the unspiritualized human mind. Such divinely watered souls are all but independent of material environment as regards the joys of living and the satisfactions of earthly existence. They are spiritually illuminated and refreshed, morally strengthened and endowed. In every mortal there exists a dual nature, the inheritance of animal tendencies and the high urge of spirit endowment. During the short life you live on Urantia, these two diverse and opposing urges can seldom be fully reconciled. They can hardly be harmonized and unified, but throughout your lifetime, the combined spirit ever ministers to assist you in subjecting the flesh more and more to the leading of the spirit. Even though you must live your material life through, even though you cannot escape the body and its necessities, nonetheless, in purpose and ideals, you are empowered increasingly to subject the animal nature to the mastery of the spirit. There truly exists within you a conspiracy of spiritual forces, a confederation of divine powers whose exclusive purpose is to affect your final deliverance from material bondage and finite handicaps. The purpose of all this ministration is that you may be strengthened with power through the Spirit. And all this represents but the preliminary steps to the final attainment of the perfection of faith and service, that experience in which you shall be filled with all the fullness of the Creator. The Spirit never drives, only leads. If you are a willing learner, if you want to attain spirit levels and reach divine heights, if you sincerely desire to reach the eternal goal, then the Divine Spirit will gently and lovingly lead you along the pathway of spiritual progress. Every step you take must be one of willingness, intelligent and cheerful cooperation. The domination of the Spirit is never tainted with coercion nor compromised by compulsion. 
And when such a life of spirit guidance is freely and intelligently accepted, there gradually develops within the human mind a positive consciousness of divine contact and assurance of spirit communion. Sooner or later, the spirit bears witness with your spirit, parentheses, the adjuster, and parentheses, that you are a child of the creator. Already has your own thought adjuster told you of your kinship to the universal source. The consciousness of the spirit domination of a human life is presently attended by an increasing exhibition of the characteristics of the spirit in the life reactions of such a spirit-led mortal. For the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Such spirit-guided and divinely illuminated mortals while they yet tread the lowly paths of toil and in human faithfulness perform the duties of their earthly assignments, have already begun to discern the lights of eternal life as they glimmer on the faraway shores of another world. Already have they begun to comprehend the reality of that inspiring and comforting truth. And throughout every trial and in the presence of every hardship, spirit-born souls are sustained by that hope which transcends all fear because the love of the Creator is shed abroad in all hearts by the presence of the Divine Spirit. Section 7. The Spirit and the Flesh The flesh the inherent nature derived from the animal origin races does not naturally bear the fruits of the divine spirit. When the mortal nature has been upstepped by the addition of the nature of the material biological uplifters, as the Urantia races were in a measure advanced by the bestowal of these uplifters, then the way is better prepared for the spirit of truth to cooperate with the indwelling adjuster to bring forth the beautiful harvest of the character fruits of the spirit. If you do not reject this spirit, even though eternity may be required to fulfill the commission, the spirit will guide you into all truth. Evolutionary mortals inhabiting normal worlds of spiritual progress do not experience the acute conflicts between the spirit and the flesh, which characterize present-day Urantia. But even on the most ideal planets, early humans must put forth positive efforts to ascend from the purely animalistic plane of existence up through successive levels of increasingly intellectual meanings and higher spiritual values. The mortals of a normal world do not experience constant warfare between their physical and spiritual natures. They are confronted with the necessity of climbing up from the animal levels of existence to the higher planes of spiritual living, but this ascent is more like undergoing an educational training when compared with the intense conflicts of Urantia mortals in this realm of the divergent material and spiritual natures. 
The Urantia peoples are suffering the consequences of a double deprivation of help in this task of progressive planetary spiritual attainment. The Caligastia upheaval precipitated worldwide confusion and robbed all subsequent generations of the moral assistance which a well-ordered society would have provided. But even more disastrous was the default of the material biologic uplifters, in that it deprived the races of that superior type of physical nature which would have been more consonant with spiritual aspirations. Urantia mortals are compelled to undergo such marked struggling between the spirit and the flesh because their remote ancestors were not more fully biologically uplifted by the Edenic bestowal. It was the divine plan that the mortal races of Urantia should have had physical natures more naturally spirit-responsive. Notwithstanding this double disaster to their nature and their environment, present-day mortals would experience less of this apparent warfare between the flesh and the spirit if they would enter the spirit realm in which the faith children of the universal creator enjoy comparative deliverance from the slave bondage of the flesh in the enlightened and liberating service of wholehearted devotion to doing the will of the creator jesus showed humankind the new way of mortal living whereby human beings may very largely escape the dire consequences of the Caligastic rebellion and most effectively compensate for the deprivations resulting from the default of the material biologic uplifters. Those creator-knowing humans who have been born of the spirit experience no more conflict with their mortal natures than do the inhabitants of the most normal of worlds, planets which have never been tainted with sin nor touched by rebellion. Faith children work on intellectual levels and live on spiritual planes far above the conflicts produced by unrestrained or unnatural physical desires. The normal urges of animal beings and the natural appetites and impulses of the physical nature are not in conflict with even the highest spiritual attainment except in the minds of ignorant, mistaught, or unfortunately over-conscientious persons. Having started out on the way of life everlasting, having accepted the assignment and received your orders to advance, do not fear the dangers of human forgetfulness and mortal inconstancy. Do not be troubled with doubts of failure or by perplexing confusion. Do not falter and question your status and standing. For in every dark hour, at every crossroad in the forward struggle, the Spirit of Truth will always speak, saying, quote, This is the way. End quote. This paper was originally presented by a mighty messenger temporarily assigned to service on Urantia.